passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, any podcast app you found us in, that's where you found us, or youtube.com slash postwrestling. Hello, Postmarks. Hello, YouTube room. Hello, NXT friends. 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 Yes, we are back. And better than ever. We are indeed, yeah. That's right. We've come back from Europe, and we're here to talk all about NXT, which has been on quite a run since we've been away. Yeah. Uh, shout out to B Detroit and John Ceno Evil for filling in uh, the past few weeks and did a hell of a job, a bang-up job, gentlemen. And uh, check them out on What Up Doe over on our Poison Rana feed. If you haven't subscribed to our own feed, yes, Poison Rana is the name of the game. Go hit that follow on YouTube over on our channel and on in your podcast app because we have tons of podcasts. Davey and I, we just did a show on Sunday chatting all about our whole trip and kind of everything that was going on, including all in, all out, and just catching up to speed on everything wrestling. And uh, go go listen to that if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a, a whole catch up about almost a month's worth of stuff to talk about. Uh, quite a lot happened. Since we were away, yeah. Um, and but it feels like you know we're back. Feels like everything is like a new season. Yeah. Like AEW feels like it's kind of hit the reset button tonight. NXT kind of hit the reset button with some sure. things as well. Um, and you know what? I caught caught a bit of Raw last night as well. I've been kind of enjoying the the intercontinental title picture that's been going on over there, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that on Sunday as well. I mean, and we're recording this on Tuesday, September the 12th. So one of the biggest things in WWE history has ever happened. 
Nia Jax is back. Nia Jax is back. Yes. <laughs> oh, and that TKO thing. But yeah, who cares about that? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, TKO. It, today is the first day. This was the first WWE show uh, with like Vince not officially in charge anymore. Right. Ari Emanuel and is the big boss. Triple H isn't on the board anymore, but still head of creative. Yeah, I'm sure Nick you got Khan a fact check. Nick is WWE chairman. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a new era. It's a, a new, new day. E- yeah. Uh, Vince is gone? Come on. No oh, chance in hell. No, he ain't gone. Just Did you see this, man? Not as much power anymore. Yeah, not as much gray hair he either. He can't pull that shit he did in December anymore. I don't know. Dude's like, oh, my back. And then calling in, yo, Trips, yo, Paul, uh, bring Naya in. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably what's happening. Did you see? They did the whole thing downtown. They had TKO. They got the the new logo that just looks like an old Randy Orton oh, it shirt. Terrible. RKO. It looks like word art. Yeah, it was really underwhelming. Uh, so UFC and WWE put together, and it's a whole new world. But I just couldn't get over the clip of him. He was doing Vince McMahon. Mm. He's got to be like eighty years old, something yeah, like that. that. Yeah, he was like getting the crowd riled up. He was doing the Hogan ear. He. He's got more just for men dye in his hair than I've ever seen. This guy he's is 80. Come on. like Rudy Giuliani, isn't he? He looks, like, yeah, he's going to start leaking. Leaking. He yeah. looks like he's about to tie up an old woman to the train tracks, is what I thought he was going to do. He, he looks very, very strange. It's so it's weird. Like, it's the mustache still. If he puts on a Zorro mask, he could fit the part. Yeah. Like, he's just so, it was, I was dying laughing at watching the clip of him. I'm like, dude, why do you look like that? But I don't think he's done. He's no, he's not done with WWE. It's just a whole new, era with you know dana white and involved as well with the ufc Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if we get you know ufc wwe super weekends in big cities i'm sure that's something to come in the next you know five to ten years even maybe even before that you could hit your ufc on a saturday and go to your mania on a sunday kind of thing i don't know something like that yeah Yeah, there's there's so there's there's i don't think it necessarily affects the you know week-to-week operations of raw and smackdown right now so it it, it will be interesting to see, though, because from, from what I've been reading is, like, Triple H essentially answers to Nick Khan right now. And Triple H is in head of creative. Now, if we go back to, you know, last year when Vince left for a time, uh, Nick Khan was very kind of pro, like, leaving Triple H to kind of do his thing. Yeah, yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see going forward uh, what's happening. I do think WWE have had a pretty good year in general. Like, um, compared to, like, previous years, I think we've been a lot more positive on the product across all three brands. I think a lot of people are. A lot of wrestling fans are, are back into watching WWE. Also, like... The retro thing. I don't know. Something about wrestling has is, is definitely gotten popular. And, mm. and not just WWE. Obviously, AEW to a, a smaller scale. But WWE is definitely feels more popular. A L- lot more people that we know talk about it. Even if they're casual viewers, we know. We throw on watch parties and stuff the past year. It kind of got popular. WWE definitely like picked up. And they're making more money than, than ever, really. So it is pretty crazy. And if you're someone who's into like the business stuff, I'm sure you can listen to uh, Pollock and Thurston and go diving into oh, it yeah. uh, on, on all those other shows. But it, as like, someone who's like, just cat, I don't really watch UFC. I know my, my brothers are super into it. And there is still a mixed crowd. And I think they're, they're a little too like, they're wishful thinking of thinking UFC fans and WWE fans are the same breed. Cause, 
I don't necessarily think that's true. I feel you get more WWE fans who like UFC than UFC fans who like yeah, WWE, if that makes any sense. Because us WWE fans, we'd, we'd tune into to some big fights and some big name mm. fights, especially if former wrestlers get thrown in there. But UFC fans are un- less likely to jump in on that fake shit, as yeah. they always call it, right? So it's, you know, just... And that's 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 the other F word that I, I hear when I watch UFC lately as well. So there is still a disconnect when it comes to certain fans because it is different. But I I bet you they're going to try more than ever to try to do this. Th- there was also – I don't even – was this Nick Khan? Someone from UFC side said like, hey, what what great – what better? If you're, you're done in UFC, you could try out in WWE. I mean we've seen that happen anyway over the years. And I think it is like people uh, – I think Brock was one of the people that said – I just don't really like getting punched in the face, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, then he fought Braun Strowman and yeah. got kicked in the face. And he clearly didn't like it, <laughs> yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we could possibly see more of that. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think we're going to have big, you know, like crossover, like UFC fighter versus WWE. No, wrestler. no. But I think we're going to see a lot more of, you know, a UFC fighter in the crowd. Oh, look who it is. It's such and such and that kind of sure, thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely that door open to transition into pro wrestling. You could, fi- They could finally do Brock Cormier. Yeah. Just put the bow on that one. Uh, I could see like them doing... like McGregor, obviously, he's too like insane. And yeah. you wouldn't be able to trust McGregor, him. McGregor, Matt Riddle then. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, the dream match. Yeah, Riddle can just go back to the UFC. And, 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 and I'm pretty sure he's undefeated uh, when, when he left there. But... There is like that 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 little like thing in my in the back of my head. I'm like, what if certain wrestlers did what we're allowed? Like, you know, we watch NXT, the Creed brothers, sp- mm. specifically Julius Jasper Creed, Casper, whatever. He he's already tweeted at Dana Brooke today. Uh, Dana Brooke, Dana White, <laughs> saying like, "Yo, call me. I'll, I'll be the first one to to jump over." And he was the first one that came to mind because we watch him and he's throwing guys around. But yeah, I mean, he. I could see him do that. Who, who else in like wrestling would you want? Would you like if they gave them? Hey, they're gonna take six, you know, a few months off of WWE and give them a camp, and they're gonna fight and like what CM Punk did, and it clearly made some pay per view buys, mm. right? Who, who would you? Who, who spars? Oh, I, I think your your like amateur wrestlers, your Damon Kemp's, your yeah. your Creed brothers, but they're not necessarily big like WWE household names at, not the, yet. at the moment. No, yeah, yet, yeah, yeah, but you know, a year from now or whatever, who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't really see any main role. I mean, Lashley's fought for Bellator a bunch. True. He? I don't. He's he's pushing it age wise now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I don't know if that would be something. Uh, there is always that thing, and there, there was that worry with when Brock um, went back for UFC 200. Was well, if this guy loses, does that take some of that luster away? Yeah. Obviously, wrestling is a a predetermined sport and you can build characters how you want to build them and if it's, that really messes up then, UFC I mean we just yeah. saw uh, what uh, Adesanya yeah, losing it's in a big upset and yeah. if that's your guy that you're you know building as a main eventer in WWE and then just get smoked like that uh, it can take some of that luster away yeah um, but I mean Ronda Rousey is talking about the comeback <laughs> isn't she yeah you want to see her get her head kicked in yeah. again definitely gonna happen uh, maybe Ken Shamrock comes back. That's a, a plus, you know. In one, it's just probably the old lads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let them fight, shoot, fight. Yeah, put them in the cage. Chuck Liddell. Well, you did mention uh, CM Punk, and we normally save. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. We had a deal. We had a. We were gonna have a CM Punk. Job. I know. Well, we, <laughs> we've already said, broken it. We normally save uh, 
Punk Watch for Sundays. Punk and, uh, Watch. But uh, did you see Nick Khan's comment? Oh, uh, hey, come on back, Phil. Yeah. There's a spot for you. Uh, so he's asked about uh, the possibility of bringing CM Punk back to WWE, and he says, Listen, we only have respect for Phil, do you? We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and tried to do with the UFC. Not many people can actually get in there and do what he did. So when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best. So CM Punk to UFC confirmed. Wow. One more fight. <laughs> One more fight. Mickey Gall rematch. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe that is a step in the first direction of Punk going back to the Fed, mm. going back to New York. I don't know. I could. See, we, we talked a bit about it on our Poison Rana show this week, and it's just so bizarre. But I, I never say never in the world of pro wrestling. And hey, AJ Lee's left Women of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we get a power couple coming into WWE. It could happen. Yeah. It could do. I don't know. I, I feel like if Punk tried to do some. Uh, if, if Punk tried to f- scare Triple H to fear for his life, I think Triple H. I know he's retired, but he's a bit bigger. I feel like you might, you might be able to. That heart, though. <laughs> That, that heart, yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, so here, look, listen to us talk about TKO and everything. Look, we're, we're profession, business professionals. Uh, so interesting to see where it kind of goes with the, the whole world. Because it does have a lot of other people talking. It's in the news because, like, hey, you have seen WWE. And, you know, Q, all of your friends or family members who know you love wrestling are going to either have already asked you or will ask you this week. So uh, what are they going to do with the, the real stuff and the fake stuff? And like, what are they? I can already see that happening quite a lot. So be people still can't get their head. around. Yeah, they still don't understand anyway. now. So it's like, like, oh, man, yeah. it's going to be even worse. Uh, we do have the uh, the chat room going right now. And we've got some suggestions for UFC WWE. OK, RYN likes the idea of Amanda Nunes versus Chelsea Green. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, sure. Maybe get her in that uh, cursed tag title division. Can she keep the cast on her arm? Uh, Leone <laughs> is suggesting Roman Reigns versus John Jones. <laughs> maybe Riddle versus John uh, yeah. Dean says, I could see Shevchenko crossing over with good booking. Okay. Uh, and Jake says, Gable Stevenson, oh, wait. Although <laughs> uh, he was at some... We talked a bit about him on Sunday. He was on some... some uh, NXT house shows over the weekend. So okay, interesting. who knows what's going uh, on with him? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any. I- I'm sure we'll get more like fighters coming over and crossing over into WWE. I-, I think of the ones who are talkers. And obviously McGregor being the biggest shit talker in the game, it- he's too insane. So it just didn't yeah. work. But I'm trying to think of other ones. But not not really any that, that come to mind. I am a bit out of the, the whole UFC loop mm. as of late. But yeah, uh, it, is- it is still I think quite a few are. Uh, quite a few are quite problematic as that's, well. I that's mean, also the from thing. This, yeah, uh, this past UFC. Um, that's what I mean. Multiple people dropping. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Um, and I imagine WWE will still keep all its its sponsors that they come currently have. And yeah, yeah. They're certainly not the the PG company they were a few years ago when they were like really very kid friendly. But they still they still tread that line, and I don't think they want many problematic people and it i'm sure we'll talk more about him on sunday but it will be interesting to see what's happening with riddle uh with all this crazy stuff going on yeah very crazy okay yeah uh some other news i also mentioned uh nia jacks showed up on raw that's pretty shocking and has pissed off so many wrestling fans so i guess it was a good idea <laughs> yeah i mean what it, is this uh is this just because we want a big another like they're building up, it feels that sort of 
almost heavyweight division in the women's, like Rhea, Raquel, and now Nia. Right. Or is this they're wanting to do a a female member of the bloodline and Ava Rain just ain't cutting it in NXT? Um, oh, God, no, please. Well, I mean, that they're really building up Judgment Day as the the new dominant faction, yeah. and Survivor Series is only a couple of months away, I could see them potentially doing a, a mixed uh, but, war games. Wait, isn't the bloodline, like, dissolved? Well, you've got Jimmy, you've got... Uh, no, you've got Jimmy, you've got uh, Solo and Roman with okay. Nia Jax. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't say I was particularly thrilled to see no. Nia Jax back. I'd rather... Um, shit in my hands and clap I'd rather shit my hands and clap <laughs> and I'd rather maybe like graduate some of these NXT women yeah um, absolutely which I mean I'm sure we'll talk about Tiffany Stratton's future based on the end of this show but um, Alira Valkyria as well springs to mind like uh, a Roxanne Perez springs to mind there's quite a few women down there's there there's a big size difference there. who are ready no I know I know they're not really your monsters yeah. but um you know, I think you could work with what you've got already. Sure. And yeah. I can't say Nia Jax has really lit the world on no, fire. No, because it's... Yeah. She tried to do that NFT show in England with the NFT. Authors of Pain. Yeah, yeah. They're and back too, though, aren't they? Apparently so, yeah. yeah. So, he just signed all those uh, Head-scratching um, signings. Yeah, because as things change, things stay the same. You know, you and other people will be like, oh, you got to see Raw because there's a great angle with... Gunther and Gable. I'm like, oh, cool. Do I got to watch Raw? Is Raw getting good? And then the same show, Nia Jax comes back. So, mm. no, they, they ain't getting me. <laughs> they ain't fooling me. But I am hyped for that. Uh, that is that, like, confirmed for the pay-per-view now? Not yet. I, it, by the way, the segment went, uh, and I, I actually loved the whole setup of it, of the, this celebration yeah. and Gunther on the podium and all that, uh, and his... His short uh, capris with shoes, no socks. Of course. Uh, looking good. Yes. Um, but they kind of, I got the impression that they're going to make Gable go through like some hurdles. I could see Gable doing like some sort of gauntlet match okay. or something to get the opportunity. But I think this match is big enough now. I would main event fast lane with it. Absolutely. If they make it a 30 minute Iron Man or a two out of three falls, just it sounds like beautiful. it feels bigger than uh, Seth Nakamura. Uh, although what they're still doing with, you know, Seth's back and everything, you could always have, like, a cash-in with Priest, which right. would be a good kind of show-closing thing. True, but yeah. I think this has earned that main event status, and that match on Raw last week was, so was good. fantastic. So good. Gunther is, is killing it, for sure. Uh, well, NXT was, was killing it, too, oh, be- yeah. because the man came around. Uh, we can quickly give out some uh, some quick plugs, some housekeeping here. Again, check out Poison Rana on our free feed. We got tons of shows, including Shot in the Dark with John Ceno covering all the other wrestling that you may or may not watch, and he fills you in in 15 minutes or less. Uh, also, on uh, we will be back next week uh, for Up Next, obviously, because we're back on Tuesdays. But do come hang out with us on Sundays. I know football's back. I know there's lots of things going on. You can always mute that and watch it and listen to us chat about wrestling. We'll be back on Sunday, again, chatting everything going on in the world of wrestling. Some more TKO stuff, I'm sure. But we do have a Patreon, too. We are small DIY creators, and we create our own content. And we're back recording some shows we got some crazy shows coming up this month over on our patreon we're gearing up for full no what's the grand slam mm. yeah uh tickets might not be moving too well for grand slam but you could be moving with us because in honor of a big show in new york 
We will be escaping New York with Kurt Russell as we review Escape from New York uh, about uh, two weeks from now. Uh, we did record another Up Yours pick with Andrew McDonald. This one was one of the weirdest world champ selections we've gotten, but we recorded this show and it might have turned into a sleeper comedy hit. I, I think this was a really fun show. I, I really uh, suggest you listen to this one. I was scratching my head when uh, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue... <laughs> was picked uh, uh, a forbidden door of cartoon characters giving a PSA on drugs from 1990. And I think this turned out to be a really fun show. Uh, It's free to watch on YouTube. It's only like 30 minutes. And yeah, it's a multiverse of cartoons made in 1990. Basically a propaganda piece uh, about, you know, teaching kids not to do drugs. So really, it was great and uh, really funny to look back on. Joe Biden loves it, and that's all I'll tease about our review coming out for this week over on the Patreon. Shout out family member patron Andrew McDonald for picking it mm-hmm. uh, as well. Uh, so it turned out to be a pretty fun show. So that's coming out this week. Uh, we had a retro NXT review last week covering the January 29th, 2014 edition, which is gearing up for Arrival. So we've been reviewing some retro NXTs leading up to that first network special, which is pretty great. The Sami Zayn Cesaro Really feud. excited to Hell talk yeah. about that. Uh, and then later this month in the Patreon, because there's a No Mercy that we're gearing up for, we will be looking at No Mercy 1999 featuring the iconic tag ladder match, the Hardys versus ENC. So can't wait the for that. The tit match. That's right. Lots oh, yes. of money on the line. So uh, all these podcasts and so much more in that back catalog. And it's only five bucks to support us here. So go help us keep the lights on. You can also support us with Super Chats, which are now open. And thank you, Jake, who says, so happy you're back. Please don't leave us again. Uh, thank you, but your boys need a break sometimes. <laughs> so I, I ain't making any promises. Yeah, and hey, I, I, Cino and B definitely held down the fort, Absolutely. man. They Did were a killing great it. job. Yeah, thank you, thank you Jim. Uh, well, now I think it's time that we can uh, dive into the world of NXT from tonight. Absolutely. NXT from September 12, 2023, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. And uh, it starts off, they're billing this as the biggest NXT on a Tuesday of all time. And they might be right. It was a pretty stacked show. And we kick things off hot with the number one contenders match. Who is going to No Mercy to face Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship? We see Wesley taking on Ilya Dragunov. Uh, Both these men have kind of been circling the title picture for quite a while. Who will be Melo's opponent at No Mercy? And things start off hot. Wesley hits this big German suplex, which just dumps Ilya on his head. And then Wes just using his quickness against Ilya, but finally gets caught with this huge chop from Ilya, just turning him inside out. And this is then followed by a German of uh, his own from Dragunov. And Ilya goes for the hat trick of Germans. But on the third, Wes flips and lands on his feet and... uh, Ilya does his best Kota Ibushi impression, like yeah. a shock look, like the Osprey spot. How many times have I said I, I could not imagine that match? Mm. Like these two would, would be doing that the whole time. But yeah, crazy. Kota from three years ago. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, he comes back with a, a second, like, uh, sorry, Wes hits a low pay uh, to the outside, followed by a second low pay, goes for a third, but gets caught this time with a big uppercut on the floor. And then Ilya just picks up Wes and delivers a German suplex onto the announce table. Um, Wesley then comes back 
uh, and is delivering these like, uh, sorry, Ilya's delivering these machine gun like chops after the break, goes for a power bomb, and Wes counters this into a Rana just spiking Dragonoff on his head, goes for the pin, but it's only a two. Now both guys are trading forearms. And Wes starts to actually get the better of Dragunov, who is more of the striker of the two. He's delivering the body shots and a big uppercut, followed by a super kick, pump kick, and a double stomp to the chest. Uh, this is where we notice that Wes is actually bleeding from the mouth, as both guys are going pretty hard here. Um, Wes goes for another chop, but Ilya catches him and delivers a big chop of his own. And then they're running the ropes, and Wes catches Dragunov with the Spanish fly, uh, Ilya just delivers this standing lariat, which turns Wes inside out. Uh, Wes then sets up for the cardiac kick, but is caught in like a torture rack. But that gets countered into this spike DDT from Wesley. This was crazy. It was like a never ending. This was some dirty dancing type yeah. shit here where they just kept spinning around. And then finally Wes hits him with that DDT. It was sweet. Dragunov then bails to the outside and Wes hits this huge tope con hilo over the turnbuckle. Uh, causing holy shit crap chance from the crowd. Uh, and then Ilya just dives at drag, at, sorry, at Wes with his falling knockout blow forearm to the face. Goes for Torpedo Moscow, but gets caught with a knee to the jaw. And then Dragunov hits the forearm once again, but this time to the back of the head, finally putting Wes away. And even he kind of crucifixes his arms as he's pinning him like he's, Kane from 1997. Yeah, very similar. And uh, Ilya Dragunov picks up the win clean and it's going to no mercy. Yeah, a great opening match. Definitely p- starting the show with a bang. I fig- This was the, the match I was most looking forward to tonight and did not disappoint whatsoever. Uh, say whatever you want about NXT, but at least one match a week is something to that you go off being like, wow, that was awesome. And this was definitely that match. There is a, a, maybe even possibly a few others later tonight, but wow, this match was incredible. These two going at it. Uh, I I wanted it to some. I wanted it to be a basic non-finish, so it would be a triple threat. But really, I just want to see Dragunov take on Melo. But I want to see Wes take on Melo. So I was definitely torn as a as a fan watching. But Dragunov absolutely murdering with that like elbow thing. That is a finish. Like the the. The dropping the elbow to the face or the back of the head is just like evil. And it it I looks love it. so much more devastating than the yeah. than the the flying headbutt he does. Yeah, I yeah. Think. So I'm happy he uses that as the thing. But this had so much like back and forth. The chemistry. I don't think Dragonoff can have a bad match. He's not had a bad match with anyone, and it's it, Wes was an incredible partner to do this with. I could watch these guys literally fight forever. So. Uh, this this instantly went well. That was a good show, and would obviously recommend this match to to check out. And NXT is having a lot of these TV matches that are just like so awesome. And it's I know that NXT stink is still there, so a lot of people are missing out on some some pretty good some pretty good action throughout the show. Honestly, I think NXT for a while now has been the most consistent show across the board, and I'm including AEW in that. I think. Uh, I think storytelling has been consistent. We've seen through lines like beginning, middle and end. And they've brought back the kind of, you know, the bangers on TV yeah. as well. Uh, this was probably my match of the night. I I thought we might be getting some shady business happen and yeah. three-way. I think the singles match is stronger. Uh, I, I thought this was fantastic stuff. Yeah, Dragon Up doesn't miss. Wes doesn't miss. 
We'll see if Melo misses at No Mercy, because now we know our main event is confirmed. Melo, Dragunov, two. And this is gonna be this is gonna be good. This is gonna be Rocky versus Drago. I'm excited. Yeah, I I totally I could see them putting the title on. Absolutely. At this point. Yeah. Sorry, um, Melo, but I it's think time. They, we have a bit of a segment later. I think uh, this is going to be a, a clean one on one, and hopefully, uh, yeah, I can see it being being Dragunov's time for sure. Melo could be going up to the main roster. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, a great match. And really it went, good stuff. It makes us wonder what's going on with Wes, which we might find out later. Yes. So uh, great opening to the show. Um, and what, what I liked as well is I think Wes has proven himself that he can kind of match with the sort of strong style as well. We think of him as the high flyer, the flippy guy uh, who can do like spectacular counters and stuff. But um, I thought he really brought it to to Ilya, like sure. matching with the striking and stuff as he, well. He's changed. He's stepped up so much in the past year. Like he had that incredible run with that North American title. Even his gear is upgraded. He's he's not silly. He's not trying to be like funny anymore. He's way more serious, and I'm loving this way more serious version of him. And hey, uh, Nash Carter ain't doing too bad either over in the other impact. Yeah, yeah. so like I'm I'm happy to see the the, the MSK uh, Miko Satomura's yeah, kids, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Apologies to anyone in the live feed right now We are having some internet issues You know we're back (laughs) We are going to continue the show uh, And we'll try and fix as we're going But just bear with us, thank you We'll call Fido, we swear They they keep fucking doing this They keep keep saying we're sorry And then they give us better internet And then, that's my feud of the year so far Fido, Fido. yeah (laughs) You versus Fido it's frustrating, very frustrating. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but moving on, we have a recap uh, from last week with the vicious attack on Von Wagner from Bron Breaker. Did you, did you happen to watch this from last week? Yeah, Maybe. pretty vicious. This was heartbreaking for me. You know Von's my guy. So seeing Bron just destroy him here was uh, very concerning. And I want to... I, I hope sending my wishes out to, to Von Wagner, but... Uh, I hope he's he's resting up and shining up a table with Braun's name on it for when he comes back. This has got he's got to it's got to lead to some sort of big comeback for for Vaughn. No, mm. this is I'm I, hoping. I would think. I mean, he's the biggest babyface on the show now. I'd say after, <laughs> after getting of this whole weird Robert Stone thing. But it, it's what I kind of mean. What I said about in the last segment. It's um, you know this storytelling. It's. It feels like this was the end game for a while because we've had this story with Von's head, right? For, like and Robert Stone and trying yeah, to get yeah, him to yeah. open up for quite a while, yeah, yeah. And it led to this vicious attack where people do kind of care about Von now. Uh, I think it's been pretty successful, and we care about his head. Yeah. Well, we did get a, a medical update from Vic Joseph, who says he was diagnosed with a minor skull fracture. Oh my god! Uh, luckily, Von was able to move slightly. At the last moment, which kind of saved him. Oh, yeah. I saw that on the, the fan cam. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> wow. Who, who'd have thought it? Bron Breaker didn't actually throw down 150-pound steps on this man's head. Whoa. Is wrestling fake, guys? I, I, oh, my I, God. I can't stand when people oh. do that stuff. Oh, God. He didn't actually crush his head with steel <laughs> steps. No. Really? Wow. Wow. Um, they say that uh, because of his... His history with his yeah. his head and his brain, 
uh, a timetable is yet to be determined. I would say whether or not he had history with his head or we not. We don't need to know deep. It's like... Yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had heavy steps dropped yeah, to his yeah. head. You don't need to tell me what room number he's in or yeah. anything. Just, just, he's hurt. It's fine. You know, I'm, I'm loving Roderick Strong's neck injury with the neck brace over on AEW. And Neck Strong, the t-shirt, might be the first AEW shirt in a long time I, I actually buy. But Vaughn's got to have... Headstrong. Headstrong. <laughs> Love it. So Baron Corbin comes out okay. and he comes out kind of all, all somber and he's like kind of going to be serious for a while. He says, normally I come out and you guys don't like me and I don't like you and we get it. But tonight is different because seven days ago I sat right there and I saw something so vicious that the TV trucks had to cut to black. I saw Bron Breaker crush Von's skull with steel steps. Now, I don't like Von, and I won't pretend that I do, but Von's condition is very real, and Bron knew that and took advantage, and he'll never be the same again. Bron, I know you're back there, so come out. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Corbin called Bron Von and Von Bron a yeah. few times. I don't blame him. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so... Bron Breaker comes out and Corbin says, hey, that's far enough. Stay there. I just want to say, you know, what you did last week, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but what you did last no- week was freaking awesome, man. Ah, and then they're best friends. Yeah. I, I thought this was a pretty funny swerve because Corbin was like, I know we hate each other, but I knew right away. like a man was hurt last week. <laughs> I knew right away that so was good. where it was going. Um, Bron kind of like, Woos and it's like, yeah, man. And I did laugh at these two just like broing out for a yeah. little bit here until things got a bit serious. Corbin's like, I was like, is he gonna do it? You had the steps up. Oh, he's not gonna do it, and is then, he? And then I did it, and, and then, then you did it. Uh, oh, it was awesome, man. And Bron just says, That was so cool, right? You idiot. Like, whoa. And he goes, You think I did what, what I did last week to impress you? I did what I did last week because Von put me through a table. So I ended his career, and I didn't just like it, I loved it. Corbin says, look, I was here to be nice and offer to pay your fine, because I liked what you did, but I see you don't want that. You're so angry, you're meaner than evil, you ended Von's career. Well, congratulations. Well, why don't you try ending Olympic gold medalist's career at WrestleMania? Why don't you... Try ending another gold medalist career before it even started. You know, I stood toe-to-toe with The Undertaker at MSG. I beat Roman Reigns. And Braun interrupts him and uh, just says, Look, uh, I don't need to know any of that. I don't want that. Uh, and there's only one thing to do. Me v you at no mercy. And Bron says, over the next three weeks, call your family and friends and loved ones because you'll leave the building that night the same way Von Wagner did last week. And Baron says, look, kid, you have a lot to learn. One, I'm not Von. And he slaps him across the face and Bron slaps him back. And then they both start trading punches until... All the jobber cops run in and uh. pull them apart. So we're getting Bron Breaker versus Baron Corbin at No Mercy. So Bron's going to end his career. I think I think they're both getting tabled. 
by Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn comes back. I see this being a double DQ. Sure. Vaughn. It's the only and way. And we'll be happy. It's the only way I'll be happy through this angle. So, yeah. Book it, please. Um, as also, long as we get a, a cool spear in there as well. Did you like Bron's new shirt? Yeah, I was about to mention his shirt. Uh, shout out unofficial NXT shirts. You know we're always on the watch for these throughout history of NXT. And here was one. Braun, final, I guess he's mocking Vaughn how he had them. Yeah. Because it's the same like style, white on black, even though that's pretty basic. But uh, this one said, best spear in the biz. Yeah. Do you agree with that right now? I do. I think he's. I think I he's do. got the best one I going think it's, on. I think it's up there with you know Goldberg's Ro- like original run. Roman can have a few good ones once in a while in big matches. There's definitely big, been some big spears. He makes it look good. He's a big. He's a big dude. But Braun definitely makes it like I don't know out of nowhere kind of thing. He's, a bit more. he's got. He's been doing kind of the Randy Orton sort of thing, which yeah. is like where can I hit exactly this out of yeah. without when you're not expecting it. Yeah, like Goldberg obviously I think did have some of the best ones because he just fucking murdered people. Yeah, but. I do think right now it's it's someone in the chat. Ryan says Edge's spear. I, as much as I love Edge, Edge is one of the worst, no. I think I Edge think. actually has he's had. I mean, the best spear of all time. Yeah, by Edge, WrestleMania 17. Mm. But he doesn't have the best one. It's running. more of a cuddle, isn't it? His is uh yeah. running at you. Rhino um, with the gore is good, but for like smaller people, I've I do like Ricky Starks and Kyrie Zanes because they're kind of explosive, but. They don't have the muscle on them. For Kyrie really Zane's spear. No, it's yeah. cool. Like she, yeah. she sort of flies, but it's just like you're tiny, so yeah. it's not. We will do that show. Best spear ever. One best day. spear ever. I we'll just so. play a whole clip oh, and then yeah, mark good. mark the best ones and everyone. There's mm. got to be a right way to do it. Apparently, uh, I think Stevie Richards. I was listening to Grapple. Yeah, uh, has a a YouTube channel where he just breaks down moves, moves. and things like that, and he's talking about Goldberg's spear, and it's like, yeah. It looks great, but he could like break his neck on like all of them. Jeez. Like he, there's no protection at yeah, all with yeah. them. Yeah, who's got the best spear at us? Mm. Poison Rana Pod. Ed, I no, it's not Edge. Sorry, R. Way in. We go to our next match: Briggs, Jensen, and Miles Bourne, who seems to be booted out of the uh, the Gulak Dempsey camp, and they're taking on Kemp and Dempsey. Sorry, yeah. uh, Gulak and Dempsey with Damon Kemp. Yeah, so Fallon basically invited Miles. He, she was like, "Hey, I know you. You know, I've been seeing you getting kind of pushed around by these guys. Join us, and we'll have a, a mm. six-man tag." And Miles is like over the moon to be given this opportunity. So that's how this match took place. And I'm happy to see our boys again, mm. Briggs and Jensen. Yeah, I missed them. Um, Briggs and Jensen take it to Kemp immediately. Uh, Born tags in and delivers a net breaker to Dempsey. There's a gut wrench suplex from Dempsey. Uh, both teams are doing really quick tags to each other. Uh, Jensen comes in with a spinning wheel kick to Kemp, which looked really nice, had some nice speed to it. And then it all breaks down, and they're all brawling on the outside. Henley kind of gets in the way, and Miles Bourne catches her, and they kind of share a look for a second. Ah. Is there some romance going on? And then Bourne sends Jensen, his teammate, into the ring post, rolls him into the ring, allowing Kemp to hit a big Uranagi, and then uh, he hits his own partner. Yeah. What is he blind? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm then, kidding. <laughs> and then uh, so Gulak, Kemp, and Dempsey win, and Bourne is celebrating with them after. So seems to be back with the faction. Yeah, I, I kind of like this. I actually really like Miles Bourne. Mm. From what I've seen, from we've been following him since they they kind of signed him and, and discussed his whole little story. I think he's 
awesome. And I actually kind of this gives it a bit more interest than just a ah, team with the the guys that you're not that character. You're yeah. not the the like what Freebird, you know, Southern dudes who likes their steaks, this and that. He fits in a bit. I don't know. I see him fitting in with Gulak. So I know they were treating him like shit the past few like month. Really, well, it, it's kind of. It's kind of BCC light, isn't it? Yeah, he's wheeling yeah, Utah and yeah, he's going to earn yeah. his stripes, and they've been beating him up and throwing yeah. him around. But so, he is their young boy. Yeah, and I think Miles gives me young Randy Orton vibes, so I'm I'm for it, man. I actually really, it's it was a tiny little thing on the show, but it could go a long way. So I'm interested to see where they go with this. Uh, I thought this was one of many matches tonight where it was very quick, but you could see everyone working at really high speed and intensity and getting a lot in like this was only a couple of minutes but yeah i quite quite liked all the quick tags from both teams and and the angle and i hope nothing's going on fishy with fallon now though i we've, know we've had a lot of romance issues with this group well vic did say fallon's soul just crumbled like aaron rogers uh, after the actions of miles Bourne. cm punk yeah <laughs> So uh, we'll see. I, I feel there's more to come with Fallon and Miles. Yeah, I think they're going to need... Uh, well, now there's four of them in this group, right? Mm. So they're going to need another tag team to help them out and maybe on the pre-show it'll it'll be, or next week or whatever. It'll be Tank and Hank with these lads. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We go to Chase U. Chase U. And Andre Chase, he's giving a bit, bit of a, a lesson, a seminar. And says, hey, I want all of you to watch Becky versus Tiff tonight and take notes. And then Chase and Duke Hudson have a bit of a chat. And Chase says, look, I, I haven't heard from Thea at all. Uh, can you look out for her? And Duke says, gets on his phone and sees that Thea has turned off her location setting. Oh. Guys, never have them on. <laughs> we were talking about Yeah, this. <laughs> I don't understand this thing where... Come on, guys. A so, bit of privacy once in a while. Okay. So th this is like that they were friends or like the group chat had it on. Yeah. I know I, I don't have it with friends, but I'm in a relationship and I it's kind of it's helpful when you are in a relationship. And guys, when you have trust issues. Yeah. Stuff. But guys, <laughs> uh, airplane mode. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I did like that. They tried to bring that into a storyline. Like, wait a second. She. She turned off her location setting. Like, it's some, like, yeah. heartbreaking, like, thing. Because it wasn't just she blocked me, which is, I, I assumed where yeah. it was going. It was, no, 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 I, I can't see where she is now. Yeah. Which is, like, they were so close that that's... It's more like, I want to break from you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke says, look, I tried. I don't know what got into her. Uh, Duke still is a little shady here and there. You, you never really know what Duke's agenda is. Yeah, he's just walking around with that trophy. Mm. That MVP trophy. Well, we then cut to a bar. Where we see Thea Hale. Was it a bar? Is she old enough to be in a bar? Uh, I don't know. I thought this was just backstage somewhere. Is it a mall? Oh, yeah. You're right. She's not even 21. She was just... Not was, saying those NXT kids know how to party. Might, no, it was kind of set up like it was a bar, but I don't. you might be right. I don't think it was a yeah. bar. It was a under 21s. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and we see her turn off her location settings. You, you see like she has it set off and she's yeah. like kind of pondering like, ah, oh, Duke. She's with JC Jane, and uh, JC's like, oh, look over there. These guys are about to talk to us. And she's like, oh, no, are they? And she, yep, look, they're coming. They're coming. And two of the, like, PC talent. Yeah, I, thought, I think we saw them trying to stop Braun and yeah. Baron from two fighting earlier. cops <laughs> come over off duty. And they ask how their weekend was. And Thea says, yeah, it was pretty good. It was my birthday. And they just laugh at her. And so we go, oh. 
You were allowed out past your bedtime. And JC, why do you want to hang out with these little girls? And then JC gives them a piece of their mind and they just beat them up. Uh, Thea says she doesn't need permission to go out and gets one of them in a Kimura, then kicks the other in the balls. And Thea then is like fed up and she turns to JC says, I don't want to look like this anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to be around I don't anymore. Want to be around anymore. She had to chase you like crest on yeah. her vest or whatever. So she, she, she's still wearing their clothes, but she's doing what, what the mistake for, from kids. You wore uniforms as a kid. Yeah. If you're doing a skip day, you, you bring a change of clothes yeah. so you don't stand out at the mall as the, the, the kid, the student. So next week they're going shopping and I'm sure, yeah. Uh, He's going to don the black lipstick, probably. Yeah, in the middle of this uh, this segment, our feed cut out for a second, and it was my favorite part of the whole segment. <laughs> I did not. I don't like J.C. Jane's acting. I don't know if I, I'm on like the Thea thing. Something needed to happen in that mm. that story to go somewhere else. I can. She's got to have her her bad girl era, I guess here and bad influence, but. The, the acting with all like, the other dudes as well, I was just really like not, I, not too into it. I've come around on JC Jane. Uh, really? Yeah, I think, I think, I think she's, she owns this kind of mean girl character pretty well. Sure. Um, and definitely like compared to like, you know, Cora Jade, which I, who I just don't believe in that role at all. Sure. I think JC owns it. I think Gigi's been kind of struggling a bit since the split. Uh, I actually think JC's kind of shone a little bit more. Uh, since Toxic Attraction. I like Thea Hale, so actually the pairing could like do better for them. It could eventually lead into a feud when Thea mm. you know, checks out of it and realizes it was she was being too mean or whatever. But it could you think I don't think she's going all the way Sith Lord. Like I don't think she's going all the way to the dark side. But she's she's dancing around with it. Yeah, we, we need like she'll go back to chase you eventually. Yeah. She has to graduate. She'll she? she'll need a ride home. And she'll put her location back on, and Duke will be like, "I'm on my way," and save her. Finds her drunk, and like, well, she's yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, yeah, this is like Uncle Buck or something. What, I don't like an '80s movie. Like, oh, you need a ride? You know, you can always call me. And then, like, I don't know. She's not in university anymore. She, she can't party like she used to. Yeah. <laughs> we go to our next match: Dana Brooke taking on Lyra Valkyria. Um, Lyra handsprings out of a tilt wall head scissors from Dana and then kicks Dana out of the ring, uh, following up with this nice looking drop kick through the ropes. Uh, Lyra then climbs the turnbuckle but gets dragged off by Dana. Uh, Lyra delivers a series of kicks followed by an axe kick to the top of the head of Dana Brooke. Uh, Dana comes back with a northern light suplex and then goes for a handspring in the corner, but Lyra cartwheels out of the way, kicks Dana. And then hits her top rope splash for the win. I really like Lyra Valkyria. I could see her being a, a pretty uh, big deal, if not just a, a like a mainstay, a workhorse on the main roster because her wrestling mm. and she's got the look and everything. Really don't like her finish. Me neither. Just still, just the splash. Where's the Falcon kick? You lost the feathers, which you know is probably a good thing, but you could have still kept the the swift kick to the head. Instead, you do a splash when everyone does better splashes mm. as a non-finish is just sort of like a little nitpicking thing but i do really like her dana brooke i know you know she doesn't have a lot of uh i feel like nothing's really going on she's brought back down here for reasons and she's i guess gonna help get uh, her jordan over but it's it's just kind of whatever for me i don't i don't necessarily hate her as much as a lot of other people do but 
I'm just kind of like, where do we go from this? I Yeah, I thought this was the weakest match on the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of Dana's offense looks impactful at all. Uh, I I kind of thought this match brought the worst out of Lyra as well, like uh, who is someone I really like. I agree. I think she's she's very good, and I I do see a championship run in NXT with her. Um, but this wasn't great. Um, after the match, Lyra offers her hand to Dana, and they shake. But as Lyra turns away, Dana goes to attack her, but Kalani Jordan pulls her off. Uh. I also just don't believe this character with Dana mean Dana mean Dana it's just so sanitized and forced and just like I, I don't like it at all yeah uh, I'm usually a Dana Brooks supporter but don't really care <laughs> don't really care about this one I can't find my Dana Brooks shirt I think it's uh, lost I don't know we then uh, get the announcement that we're getting the NXT women's breakout tournament coming soon Yes, uh, so a, a whole new tournament. I assume maybe coming after No Mercy is a good kind of reset there and some TV stuff yeah. where we'll, we'll get some new people in this thing. I'm, I'm assuming we'll get some names that we've seen here or there kind of pop up. Like, Well, we know Lola Vice is going to be in it. Um, assume, like, and we have a lot Kalani of inj- Jordan, I imagine, will be in it. True. Like, we do have a lot of injuries right now from mm. with that damn Blair Davenport just taking out half the roster. Yeah. She should be Well, they're, they're all the last... Yeah. Oh, true. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's it's going to be like we saw some girls l- later that yeah. we haven't really seen before. Fair. Yeah. We uh, this was interesting. Oh man. Um, Eddie Thorpe is being interviewed, and he's asked about what's going on with Dijak, and he goes, "Well, it's it's difficult to calm down when dealing with a snake like Dijak, and he can't pass me without uh, using something extra." And then the screen behind him turns on. And we see that Dijak is in Thorpe's meditation forest. He's is in the woods. Call it? Sure, yeah, yeah. That's, I like that. Um, there's, I think, real thunder and lightning going on in the background. I don't know if there was lightning going on. There was a fire pit. Yeah. It's, it's Eddie Thorpe's. It was stormy in, yeah. in Orlando. Yeah. Um, and Dijak's like, so this is where you come when you have a loss. Well, the spirits are guiding you the wrong way. And right now... I'm marking your territory. And he's, he's pulled out a white belt. Oh, not, he's not doing what I thought he was going to do. <laughs> and I'm marking your territory. I know what I'd do. <laughs> yeah. And he starts whipping a tree with his belt. F the, yeah, F this tree, bro, is basically like, what Dijak said. Cut the tree down or I, something. I thought he was pulling out a saw and like that would like, take maybe a little Use longer. an axe and like cut it down. Yeah, he, way more manly. He's whipping ha! Like we've seen in the past. We love his like, hi-yahs. Where it's like, oh, Hi-yah. this is your car. This is your like yeah. $500,000 car you love so much. And gets yeah. out a sledgehammer and smashes yeah. it up. It's like, this is your tree. This is your tree. Your dumb tree. Light it on fire. Like, Piss on it. Do something. with his belt and nothing's happening Nothing. to it. He, is, he did bring back the hi yeah. Uh, Sino, please edit the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess it was enough because Eddie was like, Mackenzie, I got to get I out. I need a here. minute. I got to go. I got to go to my magical forest and save my tree. Like, okay. So, so. Also, can we just, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, just get to the fact that there are multiple characters on this show with trees. Trees. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking, I'm like, is that the same tree? The, the four roots and the, the whole thing? No, it's a different tree. It's a meditating tree. Now, I don't think the issue is like that this this guy loves trees or something. Like, I'm surprised no one did this to CJ Parker when he was in NXT. But like 
this this guy loves trees. Okay, cool. But this guy's just like, yeah, you like that? You see that? And he's like whipping. It's like it's a fucking tree, dude. If you're pissing on his favorite tree, that's upsetting. That's it's, really mean. It's still they're trying to get the disrespect. Like this is yeah. a, a sacred thing, something that means something to him and his ancestors and his heritage and all that. Like I get it, but such a strange there was just a better way, like cutting it down, cutting it down, setting it on fire, yeah. doing something, spit on it. <laughs> Yeah. Didn't even do that. He didn't even do that. He just, I legit like was like, there's no way he's going to cut this tree down in this segment while Eddie Thorpe's watching this through a screen. But he didn't even, even do like, that. Or even like, you know, carve Dijak into it. <laughs> D- Dijak and Thorpe forever with a heart. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We just listed all the better things they could have done. And instead he's like. Whipping it. Whoosh. Yeah, like, you like that? <laughs> I don't think leather beats wood. And he's like, oh, stop, please. You're hurting my tree. Uh, I just. So weird. So I'm assuming these two are fighting at no mercy. And I, I would think so. I think it'll be good. It's just so weird that they went this route. I think Dijak just needed to show up like at the tree. Maybe show up when Thorpe was there. I don't know. Just anything other than like whipping a tree and expecting this guy to be like so butthurt about it. So. Strap match? He had a strap, right? Mm. That's where he chose his belt to whip a tree with his belt. Oh my god! It's like I, I forgot my axe today. Yeah, I, I I think it would have been way better if camera cuts to him and he's like, "Oh hey, didn't see you there," and he's already like halfway through it, and then just timber, and then you let it fall, and it's like so mean that he cut this. Like, there's not his new slogan, timber. (laughs) He's he's got really bad slogans, but he's funny on social media. But I don't know. This was so bizarre. And it reminded me of what's the the old Botchamania, Hulk Hogan, the Yappa Pie. (laughs) Just whipping this tree. And I I don't understand really why, but I like, I get it. The guy likes his tree and the whole thing. But I know this match will be good. I have, I I, I have some expectations for it, but just the way we're getting there is a little. Dijak does deliver still in ring. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just this character is so bizarre. so hokey for me. Yeah. Maybe I hate it so much that I love it, but yeah. Rip the tree. It's still alive. This tree is still there. It's just a little sore. I Someone, I, I'm always blanking on your name, but the dude who always hits us up with the locations for all the NXT, yeah. for like, find this tree. <laughs> we see uh, Dominic Mysterio backstage who runs into Carmelo Hayes, and Dom basically says, look, you're copying me. Like, Dragon Lee and Mustafa Ali were after me, so I made them fight it out, and I'll face the winner. Well, Ilya and Wes are after you, so you made them fight it out. You're just doing what I do. And Mello says, look, nothing about you, Dom, is original. (laughs) And Dom says, well, you said that this, the North American title, is the A championship. Well, now I am the A champion. Mello goes, yeah, when I say I'm the A champion, it means something a lot different than when it's coming from you. And Mello challenges him to a match next week. So we're getting champion v. champion, Dom v. Mello. He says, let me go talk to mommy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, go talk to mommy. And then it is confirmed later that it is next week, non-title. Non-title. Mello versus Dirty Dom. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, Dom's probably winning this. I was laughing when they announced this, so I'm excited. Yeah. It could definitely be pretty entertaining. Absolutely. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. 
planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We see Becky Lynch, big time Bex, returning to NXT. The man is um, here. She's being interviewed and uh, says, well, the plan is for me to add the NXT Championship, the NXT Women's Championship to my list of accomplishments. When I was here before, it was all about surviving. I was clawing to just get a crumb and no one thought I'd be championship material. But now 10 years later and look at me and I'm ready to be NXT Women's Champion. And that's when she's interrupted by Kiana James, who says, I don't want you here and I don't want you as champion. And Becky says, well, I take that as an invitation for an ass whooping for when I become NXT Women's Champion. Mm. So this to me kind of tipped the main event a little bit because we're already setting up a future appointment for Becky. Um, But yeah, cool to see Becky back in NXT. Yeah, absolutely. It's... I, there's it's a bit of a uh, two sides of a coin here for me, and I'm sure it's a lot for a lot of other you know people fans, where it's like Becky's huge right now and has been, and her coming here instantly gets like more attention and some little bit of a dream match really for a character that we've been watching for a while of Tiffany. So it is pretty cool to see. I am a big fan of Becky. I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers of like all time. Full stop. Of just her run in WWE has just been. So incredible. I, I think in particular, post-pregnancy, yeah, I think she's been absolutely. awesome. I, I, I talked on Poison Rana on Sunday about how much I loved Becky versus Trish the in that cage, cage match. match. Yeah. So I'm, I was really surprised that she was announced for this match, and then they set up this match. And I, I get it that she's coming in here and taking the spots from other people. Why did the main roster's stars need a, a developmental title? It's, it is kind of like silly and, and all that, because Dom literally is the champion, but Dom kind of needs developmental. So that mm. kind of works. Why does Becky need to be here? I think it just helps bring kind of eyes and attention. Well, it's to help develop yeah. the other talent. It's right. so, so these women are working with, uh, with good wrestlers like yeah. Becky Lynch. And we, we see it from the main event, what it brings out of Tiffany Stratton. Um, so, so I, 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 I see like both sides of it. I'm like, ah, you could be putting, but who would, I, I'm imagining, I don't want to, you know, jump ahead here, but I'm imagining that we see Becky at no mercy as well. And that's kind so. of a big part of having this whole story and angle. The, the main roster integrations definitely helped NXT, uh, over the last few months when they've been doing it. Yeah. It's, I think it like, brings ratings people have in. Definitely come up. Uh, yeah, never I, forget. I'd be interested to see how it was this week. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to see if Becky. I mean, like sports are back. There's baseball, football going on, and all stuff. I don't think there was tonight. There's baseball tonight, but yeah, like Punk got beat by Dom a few times. So uh, and mm. then he, he he left. So that's uh, like the ratings of NXT have gone back up. So I liked. I, I almost would have liked Becky to dive into it a bit more, but I liked how she she brought up that her run in NXT wasn't great. No, yeah. I remember her doing the Irish jig. She did the Irish jig. She you she never really knew who she was. And I remember it being a little head scratching when she was called up with uh Sasha and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. And Bailey was the actual one left behind because everyone kind of thought it would be Bailey moving up and right. and Becky staying down there. And and then it I mean, it was that, you know, Charlotte turning on Charlotte, the Nia Jax breaking her face thing that kind of really impelled her instantly to this different stratosphere. But yeah. 
Um, I, I did kind of like how she alluded to her time in NXT, not really being the greatest. Yeah. And we'll probably get to her pretty soon on Was Next. Yeah, 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 definitely. She'll be coming, She'll be coming back with her, with her green gear. Mm. Yeah. We go to our NXT Heritage, Global Heritage Cup Invitational match. Uh, these are uh, kind of G1 style, two blocks, A block and B block. Uh, two points for a win, one point for a draw, no points for a loss, with a 12-minute time limit on the wow. for each match. And we're starting off here with uh, Tyler Bate taking on Axiom. Uh, two people who have some history from NXT UK. Tyler Bate representing the United Kingdom, Axiom re- representing Spain. Nice. Two countries I've been to in the last two weeks. There you go. Yeah, yeah look at that. Uh, yeah, these two definitely know each other very well, especially from their time in NXT UK. And uh, I, I'm always interested when these two kind of tangle. I like either of these guys in matches, but against each other specifically, they're usually pretty good. Uh, the metaphor of representing, what, the Serengeti? <laughs> the Serengeti? Where's Monty Brown? The, yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, they have, like, what, uh, safari? Safari outfits. He's got, like, blow-up, like, animals and blow stuff. elephants. And they're just... He's doing, the, he's doing the thing where you, like... You wear the inflatable, so your legs are like yeah. the legs of the animal, and he's right. got fake legs dangling over the side. Yeah. Uh, metaphor of ridiculous, and love I'm here it. for it. Love it, love it. Uh, be Detroit's favorite stable in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, wh- wh- why not? It's They're they're amazing. And or I know we've been away. Or Mensa stepping up last 100%. week. Was it last week or the week yeah. before? Just so good. Um, there's some just nice kind of chain wrestling between the two, as you'd expect. Um, Tyler Bate goes for the bop and bang, but Axiom scouts it. Sends Bate to the outside and hits his beautiful top rope moonsault to the floor. So good. Uh, back in the ring, Bate does the airplane spin. Um, during commercial, we see that Axiom actually tweaks his knee. Uh, after the break, Axiom goes for an armbar, but Bate rolls it through and hits a rolling capo kick to the back of the head. Axiom then comes back with a PK to the chest and then delivers a poison rana. They're both fighting on the top and Axiom... The Spaniard delivers the Spanish fly off the top, but Bate kicks out. But as he kicks out, Axiom goes straight to the armbar, uh, which Bate counters with a powerbomb, but this gets counted into a Rana. Bate rolls it through, goes to the Tyler Driver 97, but Axiom counters it again into a Rana, which sends Bate flying into the ropes, hitting his rebound lariat, and then finally connects with the Tyler Driver 97 for the win. Yeah, some crazy spots here. Shout out to Poison Rana. We know we love always seeing that move. Looked fantastic. There's so many great like counters and counters of counters. Like I said mm. earlier, they they know each other so well, and it really showed here when one guy's going for something, and then in midair it's countered, and before he can even land on his feet, the other guy's kicked, flipped out of that one or, or countered it and turned it into something else. Really like the the kind of last few minutes of the match where they were just nonstop, like that triangle counter, the Spanish fly, uh, and then the Tyler Driver, which can't always look like the best intimidating finisher, yeah. but on Axiom, who sells everything like amazing, uh, even looked good. So uh, really got into it. This only critique is like these two could be doing this on like a main roster scale and given 20 minutes on a pay-per-view and blow people's minds. But in 12 minutes, they still managed to really entertain me. I think as we see with people like uh, Chad Gable and Sami Zayn, it takes time. Yeah. They'll get there. It could be five years from now, but yeah. they'll get there. Cream rises to the top. Um, yeah. I I thought actually across the board on the show tonight, sometimes I feel a bit short with match lengths, but... Yeah. 
a lot of the matches were short this week, but I thought they fit in so much in the time given where I didn't really feel shortchanged. I thought it was a good competitive match and kind of the the sprint aspect kind of made it more entertaining. Sure. Um, and I like they are like at least got the 12 minute time limit. So they are fighting against the clock. So trying to get all their shit in and trying to get the win quick. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, so if you're keeping track with group A, we've got Butch on three points. We've got Tyler Bate on two points, Axiom on one point, and Charlie Dempsey on zero. Nice. Uh, they are doing some of the matches on level up as well. Yeah, which I think is a pretty good idea. Yeah, so uh, I believe it's Dempsey and Bate on level up, I think they said. So there there will be some other matches gotcha. that you, if you're interested in checking out, you got to watch level up or listen to John Cena talk mm. about it Shot in the Dark. We go backstage to Butch. Uh, we've kind of got this room with all the... Uh, Heritage Cup competitors. Yeah, this is watching. this is pretty funny. It's like a, an open common area where they had the screen playing. They could get a bigger TV for these. They lads. always could get a bigger TV. Like what the fuck? It's dude? like the rolling ones you used to have at yeah. school. You know, on like Bill Nye the Science Guy. Break when you just yeah. wheel in that like tiny TV They're that whole assembly hall watches. Like, give them a fucking TV and let these guys actually watch it and study. But yeah, Butch here. You know, Pete Dunn's got a lot of history. Here in NXT, uh, it's still funny that his name's Butch, but he still refers to himself as like the bruiser way yeah. and all that. So He says, everyone knows me and Tyler go way back. Well, we had the finals of the UK Championship in 2017 at NXT TakeOver Chicago. We had the match of the year, but I'm not here to reminisce. I'm here to prove that I'm the baddest man in WWE. Baddest man. And you know, next week is fight night. So fight night. Bait. Done. Three next week. Next week, Dude. it's probably like bait done twelve or something. Twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I love their matches before the what the UK tournament. Mm. The the specific is it a takeover? It was the Chicago one. Oh man, fucking awesome! So yeah, next week, take my money, please, uh, because that should be pretty good. Does this mean that we're getting some sort of a final at the pay per view? Right, it's Noam Dar. It's Noam faces the the winner. At no mercy. Okay, so who do you got? So uh, let, let's let's okay. wait to the next match, and then sure. we can go through the blocks Absolutely. and see what's what's what. Um, we go to Ava Rain and uh, Joe Gacy looking at their tree. Another <laughs> tree on NXT. They they clearly you know you ever seen the movie The Wrestler when he's backstage yep. and uh, they're going over their match and he goes, okay, you're gonna work the the leg, brother. And then you hear him over there go, whoa, whoa, whoa we're working the leg. Working oh, the leg, okay, yeah. sorry, we're going to have to work the arm. Yeah, they didn't do that for this this episode where there's too many trees going on in this episode. And this tree is dying. I wish we just had, like, Dijak, Dijak. in the background with his leather, leather strap just, like, watching on. He's the reason this tree died. He killed this tree. He killed it, yeah. And he walks by. Such a shame. Gacy says, Ava, your loyalty is comforting, but our tree is dying. It's withering away, and we stand alone. Yeah, well, who's the fucking blame? It's Dijak. Dijak did yeah. it. Uh, Ava does say here right away, as when she replies to him, four roots turned to two. Yeah. So, I mean, putting things between the lines here, you would imagine that those two roots have gone. So their contracts end October, right? right I yeah. think was what the tweet said. So we're coming up to it. Um whether that is the end of them now after that cage match with the Creeds, uh, whether we've got one last hurrah before then, who knows. G-Y-V. Uh, G-Y-V. I, I do, yeah. 
they seemed pretty adamant they were going to go. I know we're in the middle of this promo doesn't mean anything. I'm more interested in those two guys because there's another flip of a coin here is I would like to see them be given a chance in WWE as GYV. Mm -hmm. I think the act that they had before was an act that could get definitely get over as two guys you just love to hate, but then deliver awesome tag team wrestling, almost like the revival, but they're British and one of them talks a lot. Mm. The other side is get the hell out of here, be happy and do what all these other tag teams and all these other wrestlers have been doing the past two, three, four years and wrestling. If that's what you really want to do, then do it because you guys could be champions in so many other places. Like what smaller fish, big fish, smaller pond kind of thing. Like I think like whether it be impact who has a pretty, pretty good, Tag division, actually. Yeah. You've got the Rascals. You've got Monkey Machine Guns. There's so much these guys can do. subculture over there. So, like, as much as I, I, I do think they could be something in WWE, and I don't think this gimmick was that way of them going. I love the, the thing they had going before. So, if, if that's the only way to see them as that act again, and it's leaving WWE, they will, they will, mm. like, like, just flourish. Because, think, again, FTR versus GYV. I was going to say good. AEW as well. I Aussie don't think Open. they're... they're tag division as strong as it once was we need some like, british stars too so yeah. let's go but i'm with you as well i think having them as the art we've seen we've seen how la knights got over on the main roster based on his his promo yeah. and i think gibson his classic soon to yeah. be you know all that stuff shoes off for gibson all of that yeah it's money on it the table could work in wwe as well given the opportunity allowing them to you know, deliver on the mic and they do back it up in ring as well. So I just want to see them like do good wrestling. And if it's in WWE or if it's not, I will be following and watching them. I might even watch them if they show up in impact. That's how much I I actually think these guys Mm. are bigger than, than what they were given here. And they like, good for them. They did it this long. We don't know. They could still be, you know, coming back as GYV and something. I, I would be happy for them either way. But yeah, uh, that's that's what I got out of this promo. Instead of the Rock's daughter talking about a dying tree, yeah, she was really saying, "Hey, we lost our friends." Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we see Trick and Mellow backstage. Uh, Mellow looking nicely dressed up tonight. I think he's he's going back to what. What was it called? Pizza Bar and Burgers or whatever in Detroit where we <laughs> oh, saw him trick. hanging yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with yeah. places lit. Multiple women. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> according to Too Cold. Uh, that's a throwback. Um, Mello says, look, you know I always have your back. I got Dom next week. It's going to be champ v champ. And Trick says, well, you know, Judgment Day are always there and always helping Dom win. So maybe, you know, hit up your boy. Mello says, thank you, but I'm good. You said you wanted you to do your own thing, so I respect that, and I'm letting you. Trick's like, yeah, well, I, I didn't quite mean it like that. But, like, outside these walls, it's always going to be Trick Mellow Gang. And as this is all going on, we see Wesley kind of clearing out his locker and throwing stuff in the bin and yeah, gets his suitcase and dips. Yeah, like, the, you can see Mellow's looking over and kind of seeing this, like, oh, man, what's going on with him? And he, he rips off his name tag of his cubby, and he throws it in the trash and grabs his bag and takes his shit and leaves, like, office space. He just leaves. He quits. Sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. He's done. He's fucking done. We go, uh, what, I mean, I think there's definitely money in Trick and Mellow being a unit on yeah, the main yeah, roster. Yeah. I think it works so well. Trick is his hype man and stuff. Do you see them uh, going to a match at some point? Do you see there being a split? Uh, as much as I think Dragunov 
should be the champion. Maybe Mel, maybe it's a, it's Trick actually and him are together and Trick helps him cheat to win to solidify Mello as a heel. I'm, I'm kind of over the, 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 the baby face Mello. Mm-hmm. I, I think he needs to be the other way around uh, if that makes more sense. So that could be a way of going at it. Uh, he could straight up just lose and then eventually, I, I don't want to see Mello and Trick eventually split up. I think on the main roster, they could be a, a, a good I'd, unit. I'd like to see them have maybe a, like, Mello giving Trick a chance against him, like as a a friendly match. Yeah, you know, like, sure, okay, like a one they can shake hands after and whatever. But sure, yeah. I, I feel that the, the this sort of soft split they're doing, but still having interactions each week, it's got to be leading to something. Like, or Mello beats Dragonov, and he's the one who goes up. Like, someone's got to. Mm. We got to get some people moving up. I think out of some of this division, and then the Wed story as well. So there is some interesting things going on. We go to our next match, the Creeds taking on Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. Um Was kind of pissed at this crowd. I, I know the crowd were really loud for a lot of things, but Idris and Malik, like, they're fucking, like, regulars here. Mm. They're, they've been wrestling, and they're actually really good. And I, I was a little let down by the crowd's reaction, just none to these guys, which I, maybe they haven't been used properly in the last month or so. But, like, a few months ago, I think they were getting pretty good reactions. Yep. So. Um, Booker hates them. Maybe that's it. Yeah, he was like, why are these guys dressed like Prince? Why can't they be their own thing? Why are they dressed as Prince? They weren't. Not- and, and Vic's going, why do you give these guys such a hard time? And yeah. he doesn't really give an answer. I thought, like, uh, I thought they were both dressed like Montez Ford. It's like Ford is doing the, the suit thing with Lashley now, but they had the round glasses going well, he on. Used to and Tez, king Tez used to wear the crown, yeah. and uh, Idris used Idris. to dress like a king as well, yeah. and a prince and stuff. Does he mean prince or a prince? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Malik had some purple on him, I think. but right. yeah. Malik's not wearing the vest, right? No, no, not anymore. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like the start of this match, actually, because uh, Malik's in the ring, and... As soon as the bell goes, Anofi tags him, hitting him on the back. Malik hits a drop kick, followed by a blockbuster, and Anofi goes right up to the top and hits the elbow drop. Yeah, as like Blade just dives to the outside, going off camera. Yeah, like first seconds of this match, and it was explosive. Like so much things going on, and if you blinked, you missed it. Like this, 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 and then the the tope, and then the splash. And I, I can't. I've seen so many tag matches. I can't really recall. A start yeah. like this, doing that like quick tag right off the bat to allow the double team right away. I thought it was really cool. Um, this is when we see Gaza and Umberto on the perch watching nice. on uh, with their, the ghost of <laughs> the ghost of Grandpa Grand Hector. Or, <laughs> yeah. That would be, be pretty sick if they get a... Uh, Remember who you are <laughs> is what it's been. Get a lucha ghost? Yeah. That's what we need in, in, in NXT. I, I, I'm happy that these guys are, are still somewhat in the picture. Yeah. yeah. There's a big lariat from Julius, and which Idris just lands on his head taking this. Yeah, bump. looked nasty. Looked nasty. Uh, the camera just randomly cuts to look at the ring skirt yeah, and something completely happened. misses a double team move. Wasn't from the sure. Greens. Yeah, I wasn't sure there. Um, there's then a standing moonsault and sent on from Brutus. Uh, and then we see Stax and D'Angelo are watching backstage. There's another blockbuster from Blade, and uh, Inofi gets a two count. Then Julius just hulks up, hits his suplexes, hits his like cartwheel Death Valley driver, and then hoists Blade up on his shoulder, allowing Brutus to hit the Brutus bomb 
off the top. It's like the Doomsday Brutus yeah. bomb. And uh, the Creed's pin Malik Blade and Idris Anofe in. Another really quick sprint of a match, but that got a whole lot in there, and I thought it was highly entertaining. I love both these teams. Uh, obviously, super high on the Creed's. Uh, Julius Creed is not human with no. the suplexes and kip-ups and all these things. When he had that cage match the other week where he had one dude in ankle lock and then one-handed lifted up the other, I was like, just, what, what the, the hell, man? Like You're just insane. Um and I keep I keep wondering what why aren't the creeds being like what what are they missing that is not like what's on what's not needed on the main roster what do they need to get to the next level and then last week I saw Brutus wearing that gorilla shirt and I went mm because he's still wearing that it, they're still geeks <laughs> yeah 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 and they're yeah. not they don't have the charm of like a cut angle when yeah he's been the geek backstage but he's very funny yeah yeah and then goes into killer mode. They go into killer mode, but they're just um, their that's promos why, aren't great. That's why I want them too... as yeah, I want them as silent killers with Braun as a unit of mm. like this like varsity athletes throwback with the Steiner kind of relation there. Like don't you don't need to be funny geeks anymore. I I hated MSK when they were trying to be funny. Mm. When when I'm loving Wes is like more serious, and maybe we're just not there yet with them. But I love I love this little. And that's quick why I think ma- maybe that's why they're still down here right yeah, now. Because okay. I I think. I'd, I'd love to see them mix it up in the, in the tag division on yeah. on the main roster. They would but, have some killer but matches. I do think there's there's still something missing yeah. uh, before they're the complete package. Well, I hope he never wears that gorilla shirt again. But he oh, definitely he wore it to the ring. He, yeah, yeah, he, he loves it. I'm surprised they're not. He's worn a singlet it. like it. Yeah, well. I, I cannot. St- I don't know why. It really, just goes. St- I go take it's that, that off. It's a weird material as well. That, uh, like, yeah, just stop. It's but, no Perito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not everyone Thank can you. have my taste. Uh, I, I love the I love Idris and Malik as well. I, I do still see somewhere in NXT for them. They they put on really explosive short matches for the the time they get. They always shine. So would like to see them more. But yeah, where do the the tag match at, at No Mercy? What is it? Is it a multi tag match? We got Stacks and Tony versus Creeds versus. Nima and Price, because, yeah, after the match, Price and Nima attack... Uh, Booker loves them. Attack Blade and Anofe, I think. Yeah, Booker loves these guys, the bad guys, I guess. So, yeah, it could be a huge... I, I think maybe Creed's versus Stax and D'Angelo is a bit more money, but they do like their multi-man matches on these takeovers. Yeah. Don't call them a takeover, takeovers. Because I'd put Creed's in on the pay-per-view, for sure. 100%. Especially with the run they've had. They yeah. should win the titles. Yeah. Yeah. We go backstage to the locker room where we see Becky Lynch getting ready for a match when Lyra Valkyria, fellow Irish lass, comes in and uh, they hug. And Becky tells Lyra that you're making everyone at home proud. And Lyra tells her to go win because you're making everyone proud too. So everyone's proud Uh. of these two. Um, But yeah, nice little moment. I'm sure they probably mixed it up before. Like a lot. I wonder. Yeah, definitely. So, cool. Um, we then see Roxanne Perez, who's talking to uh, some new women that I'm sure John Ceno knows who they are, but I can't say I knew who these women no, were. No, not too familiar. But they're going to be competitors in the breakout tournament. And she's saying that the breakout tournament can be huge. She went on to win it. She became, you know, a tag champion and the NXT Women's Champion all in the space of a year. And... Uh, and they're like, yeah, and you had a really competitive tournament. They're kind of listing her opponents. They talk about Kiana James, who she beat in the tournament last year. And uh, they're talking about, like, Roxy calling Kiana out last week. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm just 
fed up of taking crap from people, so I'm calling them out on it. And this is when Lola Weiss and Alexa Lopez come in, basically ask Roxanne, yo, why are you causing shit in the locker room? What's going on? And Roxanne calls Electra, Lola's mum, and they're like, well, look, if you're looking for attitude, we'll give it to her. And Lola gives her a warning that when, once she wins the women's breakout tournament, that she's coming for Roxanne Perez. Um, well, it's coming sooner than that because this match is announced for next week. Lola Vice versus Roxanne Perez. Wow. But also Lola being confirmed for this breakout tournament. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some announcements in those videos and stuff. We normally soon. get the like the lineup of all the competitors right. come out, maybe at No Mercy. And then they're, they're, like, they're like dating intro video yeah. things. Hi, I'm from so-and-so. Yeah, they're yeah, fun. Kind of like good. that, yeah. We go to our next uh, Global Heritage Cup Invitational Tournament thing bracket match. It's Fraser, Nathan Fraser, taking on Akira Tozawa, hot off his loss to Miz last night on Raw, <sighs> where he took three skull-crushing finales. Three? Three. I mean, that's why he was made quick work of tonight, I Damn. think. Damn. What was he thinking, trying to wrestle in this tournament after know. losing to the Miz? Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fraser just showing off his speed right away, like how quick he runs these ropes. I'm nervous when he's running those ropes now. He could have broken his neck. I know. That spot the other week was really scary. Um, He goes for a springboard, but Akira moves, so he rolls through. Tozawa goes for a spin kick, which gets ducked by Fraser, and Tozawa rolls him up for a two, and then Tozawa hits this big flying knee to the jaw and then goes for a missile drop kick off the top um, and then hits a great-looking Tope Suicida to the outside. They're then fighting on the top, and Fraser hits his kind of Rollins-esque superplex into a twisting neckbreaker to pick up the win uh, in pretty quick fashion here. I love Vic Joseph's call. Tozawa's got the power. And Booker was just like, oh, man. And then Vic just said it again. And Booker's like, yeah, you had to get it in a second time, yeah. didn't you? I it's like when you that. say a joke and you don't think they heard the joke. So you say it again. It's like, no, I, I heard. I heard it. Uh, for what it was, it was pretty fast. Tazawa is just like so good. And you you know, he, he'll he's the job guy in WWE essentially at this point. But he is still so really entertaining. And again, kind of similar, as I said, like give him a little bit of time and he'll definitely like show you what he can do, even in a quick match like this. So uh, sticking with the tournament, we see Joe Coffey being interviewed. So we've got Fraser and Coffey now both on four points, heading the B block with Duke Hudson on two and Tozawa in last place on zero. And Coffey says, the only person standing in my way is Duke Hudson. Well, I'm going to smack him down and win group B and move on to the final. And Duke says, well, you know what? I've been crunching the numbers. And if I win my match, it will be a three-way tie and I'll get the new nickname, The Spoiler. Um, so potentially, what, we could have a, a triple threat to decide the winner of the B block? Is that what, what we're going to go to? I would think so. If you've got a three-way tie, I'd imagine they'll do a triple threat match. Like Because we've got a couple of weeks till No Mercy. So I think it, it kind of makes sense that maybe uh, you have that. And then what do you see the final being? Uh, I... I... I wasn't sure, especially when Duke said, like, hey, um, 
I'm going to make it a triple threat, you flogs, which I had to look up uh, what flogs mean. And it means just because he's going to beat them, I think, mm. is what that means. Uh, but then shout out to our listener, Ethan Black, who sent me uh, saying that it's clearly got to be Tyler Bate and Frazier. Would be, like, I think so, because that's the like, story yeah. they've been building up that yeah. we haven't really had the match. They both held the... The real or fake heritage card. Yeah, that's point. the match, right? Yeah. So, uh, and who do you see Noam's opponent being? True. Um, maybe well, we've done Fraser Noam a few times, haven't we? Yeah. So I guess Bate is the the one. There. Bate and Noam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We then see Mustafa Ali being interviewed, who's continuing his kind of sort of presidential campaign character. He's doing. Um, he says, don't undermine my win over Dragon Lee. There's nothing I did wrong. Uh, if you remember, he was uh, fast counted by Dom to pick up the win in the number one contenders match. He says, there's nothing I did wrong and I'm not responsible for Dom's actions. And uh, Mackenzie kind of brings up that people were booing him last week when he was gloating about his win. And he says, look, they were booing Dom for being a crooked ref. And I just got caught up in the moment. I was just celebrating. I was happy to have won. But having my hand raised by that criminal wasn't good. And it made me realize I had to bring prestige back to the North American Championship. And uh, this is when Dragon Lee comes in and asks, have you watched the match back yet? And he goes, of course, I've watched it many times. And Dragon's like, well, you know, like, you shouldn't have won that. It was a fast count. And he goes, well, look, I'm going to win it for all of NXT. And when I win, I'll give you the first title shot and walks off. And Dragon Lee says, yeah, I'm not done with him yet. Mm. So Ali kind of feels like he's having this make America great gimmick yeah. without it being making America great. Yeah, like the Obama stuff from a few weeks back. A bit back. deluded. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, uh, do you see Ali beating... Dom. It's kind of weird. It's kind They're, of backwards. We've got two yeah. sort of heel versus heel matches on this show. Yeah, I don't know who the crowds. The crowds are going to be more behind Dom, but it's more fun to boo Dom. So it's it is kind. I I can't say I'm actually too interested in this right now. I think if Ali was against someone who's a more clean cut baby face, I think it'd be a bit more interesting. Mm. Actually, this kind of makes it weird. Heel versus heel is always not the best way to go yeah. about it. So it is a, a bit backwards. But I'm sure maybe it'll be a good match. Yeah, I I do see this title maybe going on Ali and going back to Ali and Dragon Lee. But yeah, the dynamic is just a little off right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, we see Wesley backstage with his suitcase. He's walking away. His wife is there waiting for him. Yeah. Right. I hope it was his wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's asked, like, what's going on? He goes, I'm done. I'm done. Said if I'm, I lose, I'm, I'm going home and that's what I'm doing. He kisses his wife and he goes home. So Wesley's done. Guys, he's he left. Go back to Impact and join the Rascals. Gonna, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming this is a, an angle where eventually he comes back and maybe Mello saw him and is like, "Yo, Mello, I know there's more in you." Like uh, mm. Mello says, you know, Wes, there's more in you. Like brings him back. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know, but I, I think Wes has definitely stepped up at, and not just like his his wrestling is always incredible, but his acting and everything is coming into play. The serious Wesley mm. is is way more. Uh, entertaining so yeah. loving this and seeing maybe seeing where this goes maybe he's done and he leaves and then he goes to the main roster maybe who knows where does wesley go let us know we see uh as this is going on we hear a bit of commotion and we see uh a redhead in a hoodie we assume it's Gigi dolan 
attacking Blair Davenport. Ah, uh, was it Gigi? I can't think of any. Becky's the only other. It was Gigi. Okay. <laughs> so next week we have Roxanne Perez versus Lola Vice, Tyler Bate versus Butch, and Joe Coffey versus Duke Hudson. Yeah. In the tournament. Excellent. Uh, do you. I'd main event with Bate and Butch, to be honest, I think. I think Mello and Dom get the main event. Oh, that's next week as well, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Of course. And that takes us to this week's main event for the NXT Women's Championship. It's Tiffany Stratton defending the title against Becky Lynch. Whoa. Yeah, big reaction for Becky here. Um, And Becky kind of starting the match off by stealing some of Stratton's moves. She's sort of evading her with like the... Uh, the bridge escape and cartwheeling out the way of moves, just like we see Tiffany do. And then Becky goes to the disarmor early, but Stratton escapes. Stratton comes back, delivering a forearm to the back of Becky, and then drops Becky on the top rope and hits a running hip attack, sending her to the outside. After the break, we see Lynch deliver a missile dropkick for a two, goes to the disarmor again, but Stratton rolls her up for a two count. And then Stratton hits the... The lowdown. Yes. She must be as big of a fan of D-Lo, D-Lo than, as, as me. But yeah, this looked good. Only a two count. She goes for the prettiest moonsault ever, but Becky scouts it. And they're fighting on the top rope. Stratton knocks Lynch off and hits the swanton. A beautiful looking swanton. Have we seen her hit this before? I don't think so, but yeah. this looks beautiful. It was picture perfect. Like she's hitting all the, uh, the retro attitude era yeah. moves here with the swanton, but it looks good. Only a two count. Uh, Becky this time locks in the disarmor, but Stratton manages to make it to the roof, the roof, the ropes, <laughs> and picks up Becky with one arm, uh, which Becky counters into a kind of rana for a two count. There's then a hip attack from Tiffany, followed by a double stomp, like the cave-in. Yeah, this was nasty from Tiff. As Becky was seated, she like runned at her and gave, like think of Cameron Grimes, right to her face. Uh, but only a two count. Stratton then goes to hit the manhandle slam on Becky, but it's blocked. Uh, so she then goes for the prettiest moonsault ever again. But as she's on the second rope, Becky jumps up and hits like an avalanche side Russian leg sweep. Yeah, I know you love that. They're then brawling on the outside. Tiffany clears the announce table and goes for a powerbomb. But Becky's kind of grabbing onto the, like the, the plexiglass on the outside and kicks Stratton off, sending her onto the table. And Becky leaps off the barricade with a leg drop. I am the table. I am the table. Uh, look, pretty painful, actually. Oh, man, no give at all. Yeah. The motherfucking table. I am the table. She then rolls Tiffany into the, ro- uh, the ring and hits a top rope leg drop for a two count and then locks in the disarmor. But Stratton makes it to the rope and then picks Becky up one armed, just dumping her onto the apron. Uh, she then hits a Liger bomb in the middle of the ring for a two count. Very nice. And then goes for the, the like, the you can't escape uh, shoulder sent on roll into the prettiest moonsault ever. Becky moves, Tiff rolls through, but as she gets back to her feet, gets caught with the manhandle slam, and Becky Lynch pins Tiffany Stratton and wins the NXT Women's Championship. Yes. Now all four horsewomen have been Grand Slam champions because Becky was the only one of them to not win this title and she's won everything else here. So, uh, yeah, Becky and 
Becky's NXT Women's Champion. I actually really like this match. Me too. This Becky's been good the past years. She's been having some of the best matches in the women's division that we've ever like I've ever seen. I, I I'm a really big Becky fan, but Tiffany brought it. Like I, if Becky is the 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 measuring stick here, is it was this some sort of test for Tiffany? Because I think Tiffany passed with flying colors because she she was awesome and hit all her moves on point. Becky looked good. Tiffany looked good. The only complaint is really like give them more time to make it even seem a bit more epic. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there, including the YouTube chat all night have been going back and forth of how can Becky, you know, how can the main roster start come down and take the developmental title and all that kind of stuff. But really it will just bring more eyes and attention on NXT, but really got into this match. Becky is just such a pro and made Tiff look good and Tiff made Becky look good. I really like them kind of doing each other's moves for a little bit there. And that table spot was cool. It didn't break, but it still looked even maybe even more painful that it, yeah. it didn't. But yeah, really, really like this. Yeah, me too. I, I thought they had a really good match. And, and Tiffany has impressed us quite a few times, but I think this was one of her best matches. She looked for sure. Great. And and Becky's so good to watch as well. Um, I, I don't get too bent out of shape with the main roster stars winning it. It depends what they do with it. If it's... If it ends up elevating people, we want to see this is developmental and we want to see people improve. And, you know, like in a lot of sport, you only improve by working with better people. Sure. Working people on your level or below you doesn't help you. And and I think if we're having a little run with Becky Lynch, who really after the Tiff feud, sorry, the Trish feud doesn't have much going on in on main roster right now. Yeah. So why not do a couple of months, six weeks or whatever here and help elevate some of these women have matches. Yeah. Defend weekly against different people. And it can go back on an NXT star after and make something for them. But, uh, I'm okay with this. Like either way, Tiffany fought Becky Lynch tonight and had a match in the main event. She lost to her, but it, it had a, people talking. I'm sure the ratings will somewhat get a boost. Maybe with the star of Becky, the man, big time Bex, but I just run this match back at no mercy. Do do you see any uh, this getting defended on like Raw at all? You you like, could we have seen Tiffany yeah. here on Raw, like yeah, talking true. to Becky and stuff. We could get a rematch there to kind of see, you know, test Tiffany. How are you with yeah. a, a bigger crowd or something like that? Uh, Trish is done with Becky, right after that cage I think match. Trish is disappearing because I don't know. Like, oh, is this a way to get the title on Trish? <laughs> <laughs> T- Tiffany and Trish would work good together because they're kind of like... The- yeah, it's whether it's a bit like she just had Zoe Stark and yeah. now getting someone else in. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I- I'm not I'm not too bent out of shape about Becky winning this. I'm a huge Becky fan, like I said. She finally got that one. She she never got when everyone else got that NXT women's title, so it is, is good for her. But I think it'll bring some attention, and she will be wrestling at no mercy, so... Right away, I would just rematch this match and give them even more time. I I just hope uh, I don't want to see this get dropped in a triple threat like they did with Charlotte. You know when she had the title. Oh, Charlotte! Charlotte! Someone texted her and she went, "Wait, there's a there's a title change, a women's title change. Yeah. I'll be there next week. Yeah, I'm on my way. I'm coming. So don't worry, Becky. You can do like a screwy finish to screw Becky out of this eventually or whatever if you want to yeah. protect her, but. I don't. I want to see her get pinned by someone. Because you had, yeah, you had Kiana tease, right? 
but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put, put that. No, on I'd no put mercy. that on TV. Like, I want. There's I, nothing next week, but maybe the week after you have Becky defend against Kiana James. Screw it. I just want Tiff versus Becky at No Mercy, yeah. and I want Tiff to cheat and takes the title yeah. back. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just to get a little interest in this match, maybe that's why they did this. Yeah. But I think it, it did just that. It had a lot. Of, it has a lot of people kind of talking, but the the women de- delivered here and. Tiffany, we've been saying for a while, is up next. Pardon the pun, but she is going to be a huge star in WWE. 100%. She's got the entire package, and even now she's got uh, a, a great opponent. Uh, hopefully they rematch this because I, I did really like this. Becky's been on a great run. When I think back of the women's division in WWE from the past like five years, yes, Bianca has been awesome, but like Becky also has just been such a big star and been loving her. I think what I've enjoyed about a lot of these main roster people coming down is when, like, when we're watching the stuff from Was Next, NXT wasn't established at that point. So you had a, a main roster person come down and you get that feeling. It's like, okay, I've got to do this show at Full Sail today. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm obligated to do this. Whereas I think there is such respect for what NXT was and and like so many of our main roster huge stars now came through that system and respect it. So I, I think there is a bit of excitement, you know, going there on a Tuesday to to work on it. And like Becky by like wasn't phoning it in at all. No, but on a no. really competitive match. And I think we've seen that a lot with a lot of the people that have come back down to NXT. Yeah, yeah. No, I really love this match. Really loved this episode of NXT, it was sandwiched with two great matches. Uh, I'd still say my match of the night, as much as I loved this women's t- title match, was the opening match with uh, Wes and Dragunov, which was just chef's kiss. These I agree. Two, that I thought that. Uh, yeah, slapping the hell out of each other. But great main event. Some really fun Heritage Cup matches as well. Uh, yeah, again, I, I think NXT have been on quite the streak. I think uh, Sean is very much in his groove with booking this show now, and I, I think it's been a very entertaining an easy show to watch week in week out with some really good wrestling. Yeah, there's still there's still Degrassi high stuff that I'm like oh, I could do without, but I I have just accepted that's part of what develop it's developmental it's wrestling. Yeah, it's to like be honest. it's there's the, weird shit in all wrestling. Yeah, there shows. there there is, and it's like I'm definitely like oh like WWE still does that, which I think I'm just over as. But NXT will never stop doing it because it's like the the high school basically of wrestling is mm. what this show is, but. There's some really good matches and, and some good stuff that comes out of it. And it's always interesting, always interesting to see, you know, how someone starts off and then eventually goes on to become a star like we've seen in Becky Lynch. Cause I watched her when she was on XT and now I'm watching her come back as this whole big star. So it is pretty cool and full circle and all that. But I'm looking forward to No Mercy with some of the matches kind of, we're, we're still weeks out here as it's on a Saturday, the September 30th and like we got Mellow Dragonov to we got Braun and Corbin, we got Dirty Dom versus Ali, and we got Dar versus the winner of this whole tournament thing. So either way, it's already shaping up to be a, a pretty good uh, PLE. The first TKO WWE PLE, absolutely, yeah, yeah which is gonna be cool. Well, the chat room is going insane about this Tiffany Becky thing going back and forth, but uh, that's what we thought. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel to see what they thought. Uh, it's some funny back and forth there. But let's see what the rest of you thought on our Facebook page with our feedback thread. Yes, find us, Poison Rana on Facebook. It'll lead you to the Facebook group. Join, we'll let you in, and we post feedback threads every Tuesday here. And we let people post comments or questions, and we'll read them here. And I see a few 
here. Clearly, Becky brought in uh, some, yeah, a lot, some, some a lot new... of feedback this week. Yeah. Would you like me to start here Go from for it. Ethan Black, who writes in really solid episode of NXT. Wes and Ilya was a banger. Baton Axiom and the women's title match was great. And the six-man tag was a wet fart. <laughs> Uh, Frazier and Tozawa was disappointing Braun and Corbin promo was good I thought Dijak was going to piss on the tree Not whip it Next week looks good Yeah, uh, I definitely uh, thought he was going to pee on it too We go to Manny from Pacoima Who says, what an opener What a main event Tiffany and Becky put on a great match The new era of the NXT women's division Just continues to impress all the time Looking forward to Butch versus Bate next week, as well as Bate versus Little Regal on NXT Level Up. No Mercy is looking good. Sean is making me want to take the drive to Bakersfield more and more. Do it. Why not? I, as yeah, NXT is pretty cool to go there once. I've not been to the, the the PC there, but Bakersfield is where No Mercy is, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, why not? Do it. Do it, Emmanuel. We go to Glenn, who says I didn't watch. But I want to shout out Sino and B for killing things in your absence. That is very kind, Glenn. Thank you. I think the boys will very much appreciate that. Thank you. Nas from NYC. Whoa. I really enjoyed... Hello, Nas. Wow, long while. time. I really enjoyed NXT tonight. First show I've watched properly, uh, watched him properly in about a year, and it was really good. Over-delivered for me. Tiffany Stratton has improved so much. Move Ilya up and add him to Imperium. I really hope I just had more time in the week to keep up with NXT. I mean, there's so much wrestling. There's so much things going on, TV shows, movies, mm. whatever. But, uh, yeah, NXT definitely has its stuff. That's a weird one, though. Dragonov in Imperium. Mm. Not really thought of that. But, hey, well, you know. I like them as a three-piece. I think so, yeah. And plus, I just want to see them fight again. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> please get just match the fight year, again. Man. Yeah. Claim their throne yet again. We go to Fire Frank, the BDE champion. He says, welcome back, Braden and Davey. Great week to come back as we had a hot one tonight. Highlights being Wes and Ilya having another banger and Tiffany passing her first big test in a valiant losing effort to the man. Is it weird to say I'm proud of her? Dijak, hiya, versus the the tree in honorable mention of match of the night. <laughs> uh, as well as poor Tiffany versus the table. Axiom and Tyler was solid as well. Braun and Baron has set the Chris Leone match of the decade. Let's burn some ships. So looking forward to Hayes Dragonov 2 and No Mercy will not be diggity dog of a show. Will not be a diggity dog of a show. Gotcha, yeah. We go to Magan who says, I kept waiting for a non-finish to happen. The shock of a clean win hit me like an uncut cocaine. Tiffany Stratton got oh. elevated in defeat and Becky Lynch got to check off a bucket list goal. I can't speak for those... Tiffany got buried. Naysay is crying foul that Becky has become Charlotte in this scenario. Dolts, the lot of them. Tiffany is still very young and it's not the end of the world. She passed the test with flying colours. A strong, strong episode bookended by this women's title match and Wes Dragunov bodying the opener. That match was so ill. Heritage Invitational keeps humming along and next week Dom Dom is getting put on a t-shirt by him. Fun shit. Nice. Yeah. He's really, I uh, like reading Megan's feet. Yeah, you're well. better at that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jesse's, though? You know, I love reading Jesse's. <laughs> but Nas hasn't written in there for a while there. Yeah. So, hey, yo, the Nas from NC. That's the Nas. That's you know? the Nas, yeah. The rapper Nas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he listens. <laughs> I met him. You met I Nas, met the him, rapper? I met him at uh, Cheap Shots. I don't believe year. you. No, you did Before tell me Grand that. Slam, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's grinning right now, wherever he is listening. Yeah. I need to meet him then. I, it's it's not in my gauntlet. 
No, <laughs> you got to collect. I love collecting listener gauntlets out there. You if finally anyone, got Chris Elliott. Didn't finally you? got Chris Elliott. I got a bunch from all in it, like some crazy ones, yeah. right? Uh, you know who you are. You find people, whoever showed up there. But everyone uh, who wrote in feedback and joined us in the YouTube chat here tonight, thank you so, so much. If you're listening to this on a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice little review. It can go a very nice long way. And follow us on Poison Rana. Hit that subscribe on our own feed because, yes, we do so many other podcasts uh, weekly, daily. There's so many shows to check out that we do. Uh, NXT is back, baby. We'll be back next Tuesday right after it ends to chat all about it on the road to no mercy, which we will eventually do a show covering that as well. So looking forward to all the fun stuff in the world of wrestling. Uh, Sunday, Poison Rana, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be back chatting about everything else, including Gunther and some Gable in there, some more talk there. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's about that it. Is it. We've made it. The man has come around. Shout We're out back. Becky Lynch. And, uh, we'll be back. Follow us on all the socials at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, check out all the stuff that we post on there and that Facebook group as well. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned all in it. We, we, we shouted it out on Poison Rana this week, but anyone, uh, listening and, and supporting, man, we can't do this without you. And, uh, we came back from vacation. We're a little, our, our, our pockets and wallets are a little bit emptier from that exchange rate, but we're still here and we're still podcasting about wrestling. So, oh, yes. uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Poison Rana. It's only five bucks to help support the BDE and keep our, our lights on. And I mean that literally because our fridge light is still out. I got like we got like yeah we got to fix so uh, we got to fix a lot of things here. We're dying, yeah, people. We're dying, kids. But we're still talking about NXT. <laughs> so thank you very much for everyone who listens and supports. We love you. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davy Portman. And uh, when you're out and about later today, do like Dijak. Fuck that tree. Fuck that tree. Not literally. Yeah. Ahoy! Oh, <laughs>